The main man, John Yoon Yo. of verumecom.com yep. and uh, his YouTube channel. So uh, he's going to tell us how he did nearly $3 million in gross profit from Shopify dropshipping yep. uh, via Facebook ads. He's going he's gonna to tell us the spiel, how you do it. Um, if you don't know John, he has... A popular YouTube channel now where he does completely free tutorials on how to uh, build, how to make money with Shopify dropshipping. And we're here in Chiang Mai right now in his penthouse condo. <laughs> He's balling out, making so much money. And um, I saw, I met you in camp like yeah. two years ago. I was three years ago. Three years yeah. ago. He comes up to me in camp. He's like, oh, are you Riley? I saw your videos. Something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And you were not making any money pretty much with dropshipping at that time? Yeah, I just started at the time. Just started. Yeah. And now we've been hanging out a little bit in Chiang Mai, and he told me he did nearly $3 million in gross profit over these past three years. Yep. Wow. And that's hence why he's living in this boss uh, penthouse condo in Chiang Mai, which is like 3000 a month. Uh, it's like four, four or five thousand. Around four, four to but five thousand, like, no big deal. Honestly, it's like we're not really spending that much money because yeah. it's like if we were living in Chicago, we'd be spending like five thousand dollars per month for an apartment. Yeah, and uh, we don't really spend that much of our money to be honest. But I yeah. do love to like live in nice places. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We all do. We all do. Like if I was making the money that you're making, I would be doing the same exact thing. And you have a couple roommates here, like two other roommates. And um you got the mountain view here and just chilling and now you're you're making YouTube videos and you're um recording your your course yeah. all about this um how to create a profitable Shopify store and that's coming soon so link below will be there um but um yeah, overall, I guess if you guys don't know what dropshipping is, it's um, marketing products on your own website that you don't own. Um, the customer pays for it first, and then the manufacturer ships it directly to them. So, um, yeah, without further ado, you've done millions in profit. How do you make a million dollars on Shopify? What's the secret? What's the plan? How do you do it if someone wants to know and, and do it? Okay, so I feel like there's really no secret to it. It's really just like a lot of hard work, mm. knowing like all the fundamentals of advertising and then just like grinding it out. And really it's like, I'm trying to think like what you have to know to do it, but I feel like all the information is already out there on the internet for free basically. And all we're really doing with the course is just compiling all this information for you guys into a very easy to understand format. So, I'm like trying to think yeah. as to like how yeah. I could explain how you could possibly do it. Okay, it was, uh, just but it's like such a complex process of like just learning along the way. Yeah, exactly. Which is story of life. You know, yeah, don't wait to have everything dialed in a million percent. Just you're gonna learn along the way. Same thing with selling on Amazon, which is what I do. But I um, think I can tell them like the story of like how this all began and how I got to where I'm at today. Okay. Which is like initially, it's like when I first met Riley, I was. I wasn't like broke, but I didn't have a lot of money and I had just started dropshipping and I coincidentally met him at camp because I came to Chiang Mai actually at, at the start because I watched his videos and I was so inspired about the lifestyle that he was living. I was in college like studying my ass off and I'm like, I fucking hate going to school. I fucking hate waking up early in the mornings to like go to class, study for these exams and like just stressing all day. And I was a junior in college at the time, I believe. And I was like, you know what? This summer break, I'm not going to get an internship. I'm just going to fly out to Chiang Mai Let's go. and meet some other entrepreneurs and try to improve my life um, for myself. And after I met Riley, I happened to run into this kid named Wilson, yeah, who happened to turn out to be a scammer, but I was such a naive <laughs> kid that I believed him. And he ended up scamming me for like $1,000. But luckily through this guy, I met a bunch of other people that he was also trying to scam. But at the end of the day, we all became friends. And now they're also... A lot of them are still living in Chiang Mai. And through these guys, I learned a lot about entrepreneurship, online marketing, and they've been, like we're still friends to this day and they're still teaching me more stuff. Mm-hmm. And, be- and through this experience, I definitely learned so much about entrepreneurship and 
growing up as a or maturing into a, an adult, I guess, because I'm 23 now, and I guess I could consider myself an adult. Yeah, you're only 23. Yeah. Oh my God! And guess what? Now he's got a Louis bag, bitches. <laughs> he's got a Louis bag. He's balling out. Um. Anyway, okay, cool. So yeah, guys, that's super awesome. That um, you know, I was one of the channels that uh, inspired you to make the make the jump. Um. Hopefully this video does the same. So, okay, how do you give give some give some tips and tricks? Give like the basic of the strategy okay. that it takes to you know start the store, get the traffic, and and get the sales. What are the tips and tricks these days? Okay, Even if they're free, I feel like the like the steps are like one. It's like the belief you have to believe that it's going to work. Mm. And if you if you even like believe it like fifty percent, most likely it's never going to work. Mm. So it's like whenever I started, it's like I had a hundred percent faith that whatever I was working on was going to work. So even if I failed once or twice or three times, I kept going at it because I knew at the end of the day the dropshipping model actually does work, and that eventually it was going to work. So that was the first thing. Then the second thing was like setting up the store, learning how to set up Shopify. And that's quite easy. You just go onto YouTube and there's lots of tutorials on how to set up your Shopify store. Um, we even have one ourselves. So you can take a look at that video and that should help teach you how to set up your Shopify store. Then the second part comes into finding the product and then running the advertising. And when it comes to finding the product, I don't think it's that difficult. If you scroll through your Facebook feed, there's so many other advertisers running products currently. And you could just take one of the products that are doing pretty well right now, which is like a lot of likes, lots of comments, lots of shares. And you can just tell that this advertiser has been running this product for months. Then you can just take that product, put it onto your own store. And then the next step would be coming up with the creative, which is the actual advertising copy. And to do that, a lot of people tend to just go to YouTube and rip it, or they hire somebody on Fiverr to rip the YouTube videos to make the video for you. But the other option is you could go out there and actually record the content yourself, or you could hire like another agency to record the actual content for you and then make the video yourself. And that's when I feel like that's where the most amount of work goes into because yeah. setting up the store is easy, finding the product is easy, but then finding the advertising is the hardest part. And then marketing the product, that's like where the that's like where everything is. Yeah. So if you can't market, then it's like it doesn't matter how well your store is or how well you design the store. It's never going to work. So then it's like now it comes down to all you because you have to figure out how to do all the marketing for your product. Yeah. And to learn how to do marketing, I, I feel like it's quite hard at the start. But after a few months of doing it, you're going to definitely recognize the patterns and then start to see a little bit of success. And then eventually that little success just snowballs into a lot of success because the first two months, maybe three months, I was like doing a very small amount. And then somehow like four, five, six month, months later, it's like now I'm doing like hundreds of thousands. Within a year, it's like millions of dollars per month. And it's like, it's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this business model in general, like I've always talked about drop shipping is basically just digital advertising. It's essentially Facebook advertising because all you're doing is advertising something. <laughs> and it happens to be a product that, you know, you'd... You a physical product that you haven't bought in bulk uh, beforehand. You, it, this is just a digital marketing, digital advertising game. It's an advertising model. And so, you know, when you're scrolling Instagram and you see some little widget, ding, 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 ding. That's, that's what this is. That's what this is. And he is one of those guys behind that video ad that's making the millions. And so, you know, these... You know, and most of the products that you see, are, you know, are probably making a good amount of money because they're reaching you. And maybe you'll see different ads from different sellers marketing the same type of thing. Yeah. Like he has a case study on his YouTube channel about the uh, posture correctors things. So many different companies running that ad. And after I saw your video, by the way, yeah. of of your brother doing the turnaround thing, <laughs> I saw yeah, your ad. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw your ad. Yeah. That you know, so he he's running those ads that reach millions of people. And how do you reach millions of people? Well, you start small and you test a bunch of different types of videos. Uh, and if, if, it, if they work, they get clicks, they get traffic to your website, and they get sales. Website's got to be, you know, good. And it's making money. Boom, you put $1 in, you make $1.50 back or $2 back. Then the great thing about Instagram and Facebook and this business model is you can scale it up worldwide. 
So instead of putting in $100 a day and making, you know, 200, you can put in $2,000 a day and make back 4,000. Yep. You essentially scale it. The scalability is is really um, virtually limitless because everyone in the world pretty much shops online. Is that you yep. know, accurate? Yeah, basically. And I feel like e-commerce is still in the in its infancy and it's projected to grow much higher in the future. So it's not too late for you guys to start because I know a lot of people now are probably like there's too many dropshippers out there. But I feel like the market is just growing. And I guess the number of dropshippers are also growing. But there's still so much space in the market that anyone can start right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, startup cost. So if I was watching, I'd be wondering, all right, how much cash investment does this is this going to take? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what would you say? Yeah, so I'd recommend for most beginners to have at least $500. Now, I know a lot of other, other people say, like, you just need, like, 100 bucks to start or something. But... When it comes to like, you gotta pay the Shopify fee, you gotta pay the applications for Shopify. Um, maybe you wanna upgrade the theme because the default themes are not the best. Then it's like, you need a lot more money now to advertise your actual product. And this is where the bulk of your money is gonna be spent. And most beginners will not find any success in the first $100 spent because you don't know, you don't have any idea as to like, what to target, how to make you creative. And that's probably where the majority of the time you're going to spend is on advertising. Yeah, it's advertising because yeah. this is this is an advertising business. It's just advertising trendy products on Instagram. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. And then, you know, the easiest fulfillment method possible, which is shipping directly from the manufacturer so you don't have to buy it up front. It's the whole beauty of this model. You don't have to buy the physical products up front like you would have to with an Amazon FBA model. Um, so, um, so advertising, yeah. So, What's the what's the kind of lowdown on advertising? Let's say someone is just starting. Um, do you teach start off with ten dollars a day, uh, and then see what works and scale from there? What's kind of the overview of the advertising? Strategy? Yeah, so that, there's a lot of different strategies, and we teach like a low budget strategy for people who only have a couple hundred bucks. Then we teach people our normal strategy, which we're going to be spending a hundred dollars per day running this thing called uh, campaign budget optimization. Yeah, and. Uh, I would say that it's like for most beginners, you should probably run maybe like $25 to $50 per day using a low budget method because that's what I did when I started. I never scaled into like $100 ad sets right from the get-go. I started off very tiny, $25 to $50 because I didn't want to risk too much money. And what I've been seeing these days is a lot of beginners are trying to start off with these big budgets because they've been watching too many YouTube videos and all these gurus like showing them like flexing their big numbers on them and they want to get to those numbers fast. Mm-hmm. But to win this game of dropshipping, you have to be very patient. And I feel like this kind of applies to every business. It's like you want to start small and then scale big, right? It's like you never want to just jump into the big thing without knowing how to do the small thing first. Mm-hmm. So it's like start small, 25 to 50, and then slowly scale it up. And eventually you're going to be spending like 5000 10000 20000 per day on advertising and like that's what we've gotten to where it's like we're maxing out our credit cards and our cash flow is like depleting because we're spending so much money per day and even with like a lot of money in the bank it's like we're still depleting cash flow on the weekends because we're just selling so many products per uh, per day oh wow and so so theoretically the money goes into advertising and it might take a few days to get back to you from Shopify? Does that yeah. take every seven days? So, so like from Shopify, it's like they pay out um, every day on the weekdays. Oh, I see. But then on like the weekends from like Friday to Sunday, they don't pay you out. I see. So then it's like you need to have enough cash to last you through the weekend. I see, I yeah. see. So um, would you say a credit card then to run your ads on is a pretty much requirement? Yeah, it's definitely a requirement. Um, right now I'm using uh, American Express because they don't have a credit limit, or at least they don't tell you what the credit limit is, but I see. if you keep maxing out the credit limit and then paying it off right away, then they just keep raising it for you. Yeah. And now we can have like hundreds of thousands of dollars in credit. and With like several different cards mixed together? Yeah, with like several different cards mixed together. Okay, and do you share what cards you use in your course? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Richard's actually gonna cover all the credit cards. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So of course, use credit responsibly, but hey, how do you start a business, guys? you gotta invest capital, you know, you know, and, um, yeah, I mean, you could use a debit card too, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be a credit card, right? Yeah, you can use a debit card. When I first started, I, I was such a, I was so bad at finances that I didn't even have a credit card. My credit score was shit. And, uh, 
I had to initially sign up with the Discover card to slowly build up my credit. And during that time, I just, I funded everything on debit. So I was yeah. just very patient when it didn't scale too fast because I didn't have the cash flow to scale that fast. And eventually I had enough money to just scale a lot bigger, still using debit. And it wasn't until like, I think a year and a half ago, when I finally got like a pretty good credit limit and started using credit cards. So up until then, I just missed out on all the credit card points I could have accumulated. But I don't think it's a big deal because regardless, you're going to still make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. He's, you're not worrying about a free $1,000 flight when you're making uh, $30,000 a month gross profit, yeah. um, which you're probably making more than that. How much does, uh, how much does your business make per month gross profit? Um, so yeah, in Q4, we were, that was like probably the biggest month ever. Yeah. Like, I think we, we were like, I feel like we were trying to, I think we were hitting like two to three month rev and then at least like half a mil. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Half a million in, in revenue? Profit. Oh, in profit. Yeah. Half a million profit in, in December, um, Q4. Was that for just one month or Q4? Uh, no, it was just, I think that was like a month and a half. Okay. Then we ran into some problems with the logistics because when you're running operations this big and your supplier has to ship out thousands of packages per day, it's like we depleted our supply so quick. Then it's like the manufacturers have to produce the products to get it to our warehouse. Mm-hmm. And because we're depleting the product so quick, the manufacturers couldn't produce the products fast enough to get to the warehouse mm-hmm. to ship it to the customers on time. So I think around like later December, we had to pause operations and restock everything. Mm-hmm. Then it's like Chinese New Year's came through and now there's coronavirus. Yeah. So we had to pause for a little bit longer, but we're about to start operations again, I think March 2nd. Okay, yeah. sweet, sweet. So meaning running ads again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see. Okay, cool. And is this, uh, is the delivery, is this the e-packet thing? Or how does the shipping uh, work? Yeah, so we use uh, e-packet for the majority of our uh, packages. But some of them, we use this new uh, logistics line called 1DL. Mm. And they basically route all the packages over from China to, I think, LA. And this happens in like a one-day span, or maybe a two-day span max, where it's like, Orders place, supplier ships the package right away to LA. And then from LA, they repackage it into like a USPS label and it goes to the customer within like four to five days. Mm. And somehow it can go from China to the customer within seven days using this new logistics line. And we've only been using it for certain products that we stock up, um, but the majority of the other products are still still using ePacket because ePacket's still very reliable and it gets to people within two weeks if they live in the US. Okay. Yeah. And ePacket is just like a China to America. Uh, one one unit at a time thing. Yeah, yeah, and like ePacket goes like worldwide. There's so many countries on the ePacket list, like Canada, UK. I see. Yeah, I see. Um, okay, cool. And so yeah, the seven day shipping thing. Okay, that's not bad. Um, okay, yeah, that's that's not too bad. So, um, have you have you thought about? like buying some inventory and like stashing it in America or does it? Uh, yeah. So we actually bought a lot of inventory of a certain product that uh-huh. I will mention. But uh, what I realized was stashing all this inventory in the U.S. raises the cost of goods by quite a lot oh. because the warehousing fees are high in the U.S. Oh. The shipping fees are very high in the U.S. But if you warehouse it in China, it's like the supplier is basically tanking the majority of the warehousing fees for us because we have a very good relationship with the supplier. Got it. And then when you ship via e-packet, um, the U.S. and China have some sort of a shipping treaty where you don't have to pay too much for the shipping. You actually pay a lot less for shipping, shipping from China Got to it. the U.S. versus shipping directly from the U.S. to the customers, okay. which is kind of ridiculous because it's like you're, sh- you're shipping from the U.S. to the customer and you're, you're stashing it all in the U.S., mm. but the fees are just high, like a lot higher. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> um, so when you're finding a product, do these um, do these uh, products have to be on AliExpress or can they be on Alibaba.com as well? Um, uh, or is it this like same thing? Yeah, so like AliExpress is like the sister company of Alibaba, and basically all, all AliExpress allows you to do is buy individual products, and Ali, yeah, and Alibaba allows you to buy like in bulk, right? So it's like if you buy on AliExpress, you're going basically through a middleman who probably purchased some inventory from another person and then is selling it to you. But if you buy it on Alibaba, you get it directly from the supplier, mm-hmm. which means you're going to save a lot of money. But in return, you have to buy in bulk. So you have to invest like a thousand to five thousand dollars in inventory, which you may never sell. So, it's, so I always recommend to start off with AliExpress, test the product, see if it sells. Make sure you can continue to sell it. Then you can invest in some inventory and cut your costs down. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Okay. But like, what if you went to message the Alibaba.com supplier and, and ask them to send your customers one by one? They're, um, they're not going to do that pretty much. So the thing is, it's like some of them actually will do that, but it's uh you got to, you got to message a lot of different suppliers. Um, but some of them actually will do that for a slightly higher price. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, so Facebook ads, it's all about video, right? Have, um, you, have you ever had a product, uh, ad catch on that was like just photos, for example? Um, yeah. So like photos will work great for clothing, but if you're running a product, that's like a gadget, such as the mosquito trapper that I showed you guys on my channel. Um, you're going to probably want to run video because show it working. Yeah. Show it working because people don't understand how the product works. And in that case, you have to show a video because a video demonstrates how the product works exactly. But if you're selling clothing, it's like people already know what the, what the clothing is. So then you can just display a photo advertisement and they work great for clothing. Got it. So let's say I'm making a video for a widget. Um, I guess, what are your, what are your video tips? What's the secret to a great video ad? Um, that's, that's quite hard. There's so many different elements into it, but I think a tip I could give to the viewers to create better video ads is I feel like there's all these different formats for making video ads, but they're all different depending on the product you have, because it's like for a posture brace, it's like you want to go for an emotional, uh, like a more emotional copy for a fidget spinner. You want to go for a more cool, cool vibe where it's like you're showcasing the product in a very cool aspect. Um, but the way I always figure out the format is I look at the competitors' video ads and try to figure out like how they're making, how they're structuring their ads. It's like, are they using a lot of emotion, lots of tes- testimonials in the advertising? Um, are they really showcasing the product in a cool light? And by looking at the competitors' videos and seeing what's working for them, I can then use that to format my own videos. Mm, nice. Yep. Pay attention to what's working for your specific niche and emulate what's working. <laughs> Hashtag business. Uh, and then, I mean, obviously, and then in the big picture, have you noticed that it takes testing like 10 different video ads before you find one that catches on? Like if I'm making a video, should I edit like how many videos in, in on average have you found that it takes to test before you find one that, that catches on? Okay. So for me personally, it's like within three videos, most likely I'll find something that works. But that's because I have a lot of experience with video advertising at this point. Um, but for most beginners, it's like when I first started making video advertise, uh, video advertisements, it took me like 5, 10, sometimes even 15 videos before I found something that worked. And sometimes even never. It's like you just never find it because you just don't know how to market the product in the right, in the right angle. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all about that angle. Yep. And finding out what message communicates uh, with and resonates with that target buyer. Have you noticed that just changing the three, the first three seconds of the video potentially can be the make or break for it? Yeah, yeah. So I actually teach that in one of the case studies, I believe, where I say, like, if you change the intro on a video, you might get drastically different results. And that's because it's like the first three seconds is what's going to catch people's attention. And what's kind of funny is, like, I, I've been testing this for such a long time now. And it's like sometimes I use, like, a hot chick in the first three seconds. And what that does is it kind of throws off the entire, the entire advertisement a lot of times because then a lot of dudes are watching the videos. Then a lot of, so it's like if I'm selling like a product that's like targeted for both females and males, um, if I run a three-second intro clip of just like a hot chick doing something with the product, then the majority of, of the people coming in will just be like very horny dudes. And they won't end up converting. Which so is, that doesn't work very well. It doesn't work very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just something interesting that I found. What have you found with the first three seconds? What are some tips with the first three seconds? Um, yeah, the first three seconds should always definitely grab somebody's attention. Um, what seems to work pretty well is like either a testimonial of somebody exclaiming like what the product did for them or maybe like an animation of the product itself. And those two have been working very well for me. So don't make it something random like an explosion? Yeah, like don't make it. I mean, I guess you, you, I, I think you could definitely test an explosion, but like this has definitely worked for me. And also like a little before and after, um, if you've seen our posture video, it's like my brother spinning around on one side without the brace and the other side with the brace. So it's like a little before and after, but don't include the word before and after in the advertising copy because, that, because that's against the policy, mm-hmm. unless against, you're like yeah. snow or something and you can pay off Facebook. Yeah. It's against Facebook advertising policies to use before and after for, for whatever reasons. Uh, but okay. So I got one ad. I should probably... You go over this in the course, but 
test like three different versions of the same ad, but the first three seconds are different. Different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so don't neglect that. Talking to myself because uh, I'm now getting into Facebook advertising for one of my best-selling Amazon products. Uh, scale it over there. But uh, okay, yeah, I think I think you guys get the the gist of the business model. You know, you, you could call this business model Facebook advertising. You know, but drop shipping is just like the hot word yeah. you know for this business model but like what is it as it, at its core is it selling physical products or um, is it is it facebook advertising you know okay so i'd say like for most people it's like facebook advertising because most drop shippers currently have been taught only facebook advertising mm-hmm. but i feel like drop shipping is just a business model that's been around for a long time and the way drop shipping works has always been constantly changing as different media platforms arise and like the way advertising changes it's like the way dropshipping also changes as well. Mm-hmm. But it's been around for like decades now, right? Yeah. And I don't think it's ever going to die. The methods will definitely keep changing. Um, so it's like you can you can dropship using Facebook, you can dropship using Pinterest, you could dropship using Google, TikTok, like anywhere you can advertise, you can dropship. Yeah, it's it's advertising. You know, yeah. it's, it's an advertising business model. And, you know, getting attention, getting eyeballs, and putting out a product that uh, they would potentially be interested in. Like, for example, selling online courses, same thing. You're going to put out an ad and advertise that on screens, digital. That's where people's attention is now. And put out a product out there and have them go to the website and, and order it. And um, when you say Facebook advertising, you you mean Instagram as well, right? Yeah, yeah, because Instagram's all part of the Facebook advertising. Yeah, so when platform. we say Facebook advertising, we mean Facebook and Instagram. Have you noticed with most uh, successes, it's like skewed one way in terms of um, Instagram impressions getting the mo- making the most money, or Facebook, or um, yeah, I feel like right now it's like fifty fifty. Um, Instagram Stories has also been working very well recently. So I feel like this has always been changing depending on where people's attention are going. And I feel like the younger demographic, it's definitely skewed towards Instagram. And then as the older you get, there's more people on Facebook. Yep, got it. And um, it's all in the same platform. Like you go to the Facebook ads platform, it puts you automatically on Facebook, Instagram feed, Instagram stories. It's just you check a button, right? So it's pretty pretty straightforward. Um, And then have you found that as you're getting profitable, you deselect some of those options and just keep the most profitable. Uh, yeah. So or? what's great about Facebook right now is like the AI algorithm has become so good mm. that you almost have to touch nothing, like literally nothing. Mm. Um, I just leave it as auto placement. Let Facebook decide where the placements go to. You throw in a few different uh, creatives into the ad set, so Facebook can test your creatives to see which one's the best one. And then even for the targeting, sometimes I don't even target anything, and Facebook will find the customers for you. Really? Yeah. So target you keep it like you know 100 million potential audience and go yeah. go from there yeah yeah it's like a lot of the targetings i do it's like 50 million 100 million 150 million sometimes it's like worldwide broad where it's like i'm just targeting the entire world with nothing targeted and facebook will just go out there and find the customers for you now this doesn't work every time but it's like once you build up enough data with the facebook ad account and the ad account understands who your customers are then it's like you can just target nothing and i'll find all the customers for you which means you can scale infinitely because Worldwide, there's like over a billion users on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, if you did that broad uh, shotgun approach, I guess, yeah. wouldn't that take a more upfront uh, advertising cost to test and to, to reach all those people? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you're never going to be able to reach all those people unless, I guess, you're Bill Gates or something and you had an infinite amount of money. But, yeah, we like to start off with about $500 when we test those big audience sizes because it definitely needs a lot of data. 500 a day? Uh, $500 a day, yeah. Because it definitely needs a lot of data to be able to figure out who your customers are. Like if you're running $5, most likely it's going to be very hard for Facebook to figure out who your customers are if you target worldwide broad. But if you spend like $500 a day, after like the first $50 in spend, Facebook will start to recognize patterns with your customers and figure out exactly who your customers are. Got it. Um, And then obviously if your audience is pretty obvious... You would start with that, right? Yeah, just yeah, targeting. yeah, yeah. So, so it's like if I'm selling the posture brace, I can just target like posture, which is a very broad term, but it's like posture. You can target posture as a term? Um, I'm pretty sure it's like posture or, or body or something, something related to like your back. Oh, just a very broad term, right? Oh, like you can target neck, and it's like you like you can target keywords. Yeah, it's like keywords. Oh, I didn't yeah. know you can target keywords. I thought it is. I thought it was just like interests. 
Oh uh, no, they got such a there's they have such a big array of interests. You'd have to look through it to figure out like all of them. Oh wow, yeah. interesting. So yeah, if you're if your audience, if you know you know who your demographic is, uh, like like if it's if it's yoga pants, then you target people who are female yeah. and you know like yoga pages. Yeah, the, yeah. The simple simple things, but it's, other products are more broad. Maybe start broad and let Facebook narrow it yeah, in for yeah. you. Okay, freak yeah. Okay. Um, well, if you guys want to learn more, you already know what to do. He's releasing a course. Um, it's for a very low price. It's for yeah. a very, very low reasonable price. Um, he's breaking it all down for you. Um, I can tell you're happy to do it, happy to uh, help people you know, achieve this freedom, this, uh, this life, so you don't have to have a job, don't have to do school anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's like our course is only going to be 99 bucks. It's like... We're not really trying to make money off of people, to be honest. And it's like, we're already doing so well with e-commerce. Our lifestyles are so cheap. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't, technically I don't need any more money. So it's like, I was so bored. Um, I was just like, I might as well make a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and teach some people. Because back in the day, I used to uh, stream on League of Legends. And I love teaching people uh, how to play League of Legends. Oh, because shit. I was actually a challenger in League of Legends, which is uh, like the top ranking in the game. Okay. And I was teaching people how to play the game. Uh, and now it's like I'm doing dropshipping, so I was like, I might as well teach people how to do this as well. Okay. Yeah, so it's like we're selling the course for 99 bucks, but it's going to be very comprehensive. It's like super in-depth. We have a lot of scripts written for it, uh, making it very concise. And we want to deliver the most value possible without taking people's money. So it's like everyone can access the course if it's yeah. 99 bucks. Yeah. And we're still selling the course for 99 bucks because we're putting a lot of effort into it, and we want to at least get some sort of payoff yeah. for all the effort. Yeah, of course. 99 bucks is... Um Way better than paying 100k for college, yeah. and where you learn how to get a great job for life, or you can invest in a small specialized online course and learn how to never need a job for life. Yeah. You can be out here in Chiang Mai, um, just kicking it. Yeah, you could be um, kicking it. I say like this place is really nice because you're away from like all the hectic things that go on with like modern day society. Like when I was mm-hmm. over in Chicago, there's a lot of pressure to do things that you don't really want to do. Mm-hmm. But over here, it's like very peaceful. Everything's cheap, so you never have to worry about money. And you can just focus on the things that you love and you want to do. Exactly, man. Exactly. Four hour work week. 101. Focus on building your passive income. Use technology and outsourcing VAs and hiring employees so you can have this free time to figure out what you want to do. And I'll ask you that in a second. But that reminds me, it's worth noting that you told me that you have a couple employees. Oh, yeah. You have like an office in India or something with a whole team? Yeah, I have an office in India with like 40 people. Whoa. Um, And then like Richard is in charge of hiring now for um, our operations side. Like the office in India was on my side before we partnered up. But now that we're together, it's like Richard's in charge of uh, hiring people. Mm -hmm. And for Richard, it's like he doesn't have a specific office set up. But he's hired so many employees now on Upwork. There's probably like 30 or 40 employees from like Upwork mm. and LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, Richard, uh, he's living here? Did I meet him? Oh, uh, no. Richard's in uh, Australia right now. He's in Australia. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. how did you connect with him? Uh, actually, when I came to Chiang Mai three years ago, mm. um, there hap- Richard happened to be here as well. But I didn't get to meet him, but we all ended up joining the same Chiang Mai Facebook group. Oh, wow. And that's where I met him. He was doing similar results. And I was like, it'd be kind of kind of cool if we made a store together and see how it worked out. Because Richard's very good with people, and he's very good at managing employees. And I'm terrible with that stuff. I'm terrible with the back-end stuff, but I'm very good with the marketing side. So we teamed up where it's like I'm running the marketing now, and Richard is doing all the back-end operations. And that's probably where the bulk of the work is, honestly, is the back-end operations. Because without the back-end operations, it's impossible to scale. Yeah, okay, got it. And so now you guys have like a handful of stores together, or...? Yeah, so back in uh, Q4, we had like eight stores or something. I think eight or ten stores running back in Q4. Um, right now, we just have one store running for the case study. But we're about to launch four more stores now once uh, March 2nd hits, when our supplier is ready to go. Wow, four more stores. You've already obviously chosen the niche and the product and everything. Yeah, yeah, we have everything set up. And are most of your stores just one product or handful of related products or random stuff? Or? Um, yes, yeah, so we have a lot, we had a lot of one product stores. I think we had over like ten one product stores. Then we had a lot of niche stores as well. And now we're getting into general stores. I want to definitely see how well general stores could work because back in the day, I thought like general general stores were a little bit harder to run than like one product stores. 
But recently, after doing a lot of research on the internet and seeing like Steve and Evan Tan's results, I've decided like maybe general stores could do really well if only I knew how to actually market general stores properly. So I'm going to be relaunching general stores and testing it again, um, probably beginning March. Okay, cool. Um, so you do you have like like more than like 10 stores like making you money right now like no no right now we just have one store running oh wow because of uh, the chinese uh, new years okay and the coronavirus but in the in the past like last year how many like stores did you have oh last year we had so many probably like 20 maybe 30 somewhere between okay. 20 to 30 yeah okay and those were doing like on average monthly last year like 100k net profit or something like that um not all of them so it's like some of them like would... all combined i mean yeah, all combined, we're doing at least 100K. Yeah. Okay. And what was your, how much was your best store making? Like 10K um, or 20K? I'm trying to think. I think our best store was doing, I think our best store hit over a million in revenue and like 300K in profit, maybe 400K, something like uh, that. In the whole year? Uh, no, in like just like a month. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. 300K in profit a month. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, so of all your like 20 stores, like, What's like an average, you know, monthly profit of like a successful store? Is it like five k, like ten k a month? Like, um, yeah. So like, I'd say like my target is to do at least a hundred k profit per store, but we never quite hit that last year. Per month, so okay. going this going forward this year, it's like we're really focusing on the back end so that every store can at least hit a hundred k consistently. Wow. Um, last year we ran into a lot of issues with uh, Facebook policy, um, the product quality. Um, customer satisfaction which is why this year we're really stepping everything up it's like we're quality checking everything our supplier checks everything before sending it over to the warehouse before it even ships and then we make sure the logistics and everything is very very secure packaging is great product is great so that the overall customer experience is great so that you can run the store for a long time nice nice get everything dialed in okay once you're scaling okay this is awesome uh, this is exciting. You got a team. You got a whole office of Indian uh, freelancers working for you. Did you guys like rent the office space yourself? Uh, so, so what happened was it's quite interesting because I met uh, one employee on Upwork, and I was like, this guy's a very good worker. And this is back in uh, 2017 when I first started. And my stores weren't doing that much, so it wasn't that hard for me to manage it and, and then have one employee to fulfill the orders. But he was doing a great job, and I, I saw potential in this guy. So as we continued to scale, I was like, can you hire some more people? And I actually put him in charge of hiring more people. Perfect. And he hired some more people in India, and like they were all living in his house working. And eventually, there was like five people working in his house. And I was like, we're scaling pretty quick at this point. And I'm like, holy shit, we need, to, we need more employees. So then I told him, I'm like, maybe we should get an office space, and you should hire more people. So then he got an office space, and hired more people, and eventually the, the staff just kept on growing. Oh, and he's God. in charge of everything. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, 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 you you don't just have a drop shipping hustle anymore. You have a freaking business. Yeah, you yeah. have a remote company. You're running a remote company. That's why you know you're making the 100k's a month in gross profit. Wow, okay, sweet. So, you got a whole whole Indian office <laughs> going on right now. Yep. You're lucky to find a great freelancer as as you know and we all know it's it's hit or miss yeah, with yeah. with the freelancers on upwork.com but we have these amazing tools nowadays there's no excuse to not start your small online business the good thing about an online business is it's scalable to a big online business relatively, relatively quickly quick. the power of screens the power of instagram advertising the power of the this Chinese fulfillment, all these factories, boom, get shit for so cheap and they ship it out. Seven days, it's hitting the customer in America or any country pretty much. Amazing, bro. Super, super dope. Um, dope, dope, dope case study uh, of a subscriber. Let's go. Let's get more of you guys out here. Yeah, so, are awesome. you, yeah, what's your, um, you posted up here. What's your, like, what's your, uh, your vision? Um, what's your, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so basically what we're doing right now is we're building capital. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like we have the VRM channel, we're going to make some capital from that. Mm -hmm. We have our own e-commerce stores, we're going to be making some capital from that. And my end goal is like, I want to have a big brand, like uh, MVMT or something. I think they were recently acquired for like a hundred something million dollars. Mm -hmm. And I want to get to that level, so it's like I need a lot of capital to invest. Mm -hmm. But I also don't want any investors, I want to just start it all from scratch. So we're going to need at least like five to ten million dollars in just free capital before... I can launch into this big business. So I'm just nice. saving up to get to that point. 
and then I'm going to try to go into a big business. And as I'm getting into a big, bigger business and learning how to private label and actually create a brand, I'll be also updating the VRM channel with more mm -hmm. content on how to create an actual brand and not a dropshipping business. Because mm -hmm. when it comes to dropshipping, it's very hard to retain customers for a long period of time because most times it's like the customer is not going to have the best experience, especially if your shipping times are 14 days. So it's much better to build a sustainable business um, like MVMT that's going to last a long time. Mm. It's just that it requires a lot more capital to get to that point. Mm. That's a physical product brand? It's a, it's a watch brand. Oh, okay. But to sell like watches, you need a lot of money on influencer marketing. Got it. Like a lot of money because ah. you can definitely hire some cheaper influencers, but you're never going to scale nearly as big as uh, MVMT. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. Um, the whole private label thing, if you guys don't know, which was buying uh, inventory in bulk and putting your own brand logo on it, your own custom packaging, uh, where you own that inventory, uh, you own that, that physical product brand and building that brand name as a big thing. And obviously the... The holy grail is having a brand name like MBMT, like a popular name, um, uh, like Pop Socket or something like that. Like yeah, yeah. making a big brand name. Um, cool, yeah. I, I've been doing the the Amazon private labeling thing for five years now, but um, just now, I'm kind of starting the Facebook advertising for for our best products, um, and so have learned a lot from you uh, already, and uh, obviously. On my channel, plenty of uh, videos about the private label method. But, um, yeah, the power of Facebook to be able to scale worldwide is unprecedented in the times that we live in. Mm -hmm. So, nice. So, are you posted up in Chiang Mai for a bit? Or, like, do you want to, like, travel the world? Or right now you just, like, focus on building your business? Oh, uh, yeah. Right now I'm just focused on building the business. Um, I don't really have any intentions to travel the world. Yeah. Um, my partner Richard went to is going to Vegas, I think, in March. So maybe I'll go visit him in March. And then if it's really nice, maybe after Chiang Mai, I might move to Vegas. And I do also oh, have yeah. some friends living in LA, so I was like, maybe I'll go to LA. But as of now, I'm pretty clueless as to where I'm going to go next. Yeah, cool. Exactly. It doesn't matter. You got your own three screen set up here. You got your your mic, your whole camera with a teleprompter. His videos are sick, by the way. He grew his channel to like. 50,000 subscribers in like six months or something yeah, like that like, because yeah. their, their tutorials are great. And by the way, he hired his brother. His brother was able to quit his job and come work full time for John, uh, which is so, so cool. Um, I'm hoping to scale pretty quick here so I can pay for some of my friends to come work for me yeah, full time. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, you guys know what to do if you want to learn more about job shipping. Check out his course. He's, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be great. And, I'll say this big picture thing at the end. It's like, let's say you you know you get his course for ninety nine bucks, and then let's say you put a thousand dollars into Facebook advertising and the whole um, this whole dropshipping project. Mm -hmm. Let's say you spend um, six months doing it and you didn't make any profit. It's like, oh, yeah. now you're down a thousand bucks. Are you down or are you up? See what you just did is you just took a six month digital marketing course for a thousand dollars and you learned by doing at the end of the six months, you're going to be above all those four year business school kids. All you're going to be above all of your other friends that just went to college or are still in school or still, uh, yeah, doing their entrepreneurship degree what you just learned is so many things that are such good high-income skills, high-value skills that you can you can pivot and start a, a Facebook ads agency from there. So many options to pivot from there just by learning the stuff in this. You could think of it as a business project. Let's say you put $1,000 into it, and if you come away making $1,000 a month, like that's a huge win. Yeah, definitely. But it has the potential to make... $10,000 a month. That's a freaking smash home run. But even if you don't make any money, you just got the best education you could ever get because you learn by doing. School doesn't teach you how to learn by doing. They teach you via textbooks and like theories. You learn so many things. You learn the Facebook ads platform, the Instagram ads platform. You learned copywriting. You learned video marketing. You learned shipping and logistics. You learn conversion rate optimization on Shopify. You learn the whole Shopify platform, which is the biggest e-commerce platform in the world. You learned all about like uh, psychology of sales and like uh, how the add to cart button should be this 
color, not this color. You learned uh, keyword targeting because you're targeting these audiences. Um, and you learned, you learned accounting. You learned how to set up a business. You learned how to manage your own time. You learned how to hire remote employees from Upwork.com. You learned uh, graphic design, making these pictures. That's like 10 different skills that you just got such a good education in in only six months. I don't care, honestly, big picture, if you don't come away making money. Um, Whether it's trying another store or pivoting into another type of business model, you just have all those skills. So it's like way better value education than any other school you could go to. Yeah, definitely. That's it. Entrepreneurship, you're going to learn so much just, just by doing. And I think success is really just the mindset. And it, it all depends on, like, what you decide the scenario is, I guess. As in, like, let's say you fail on a store. Is it, is it, like, is it really a failure? Or did you just learn something and can you improve upon it and then keep pushing forward? Because that's what I thought. When I failed my first store, I'm like, oh, I can make the design better. I can make the copy a bit better. I can make the advertising a bit better. And then it's like the second store was a little bit better than the first store. And the third store was a little better than the second store. And it just keeps on going forward as you just keep on progressing. But it's all about the mentality as in like you have to take everything as a learning opportunity and not as a loss. So it's like even if you fail a store um, and, and like economics, if you ever learn about sunk cost, you should just take the loss of the store and then keep on going forward because it's never too good to dwell on the past. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Get shit, brother. All right. Hit them up, Bear Maycom, YouTube channel, all that shit. See you guys. See you guys. And land up, not having a job. <laughs> Pet house. No big deal. And Chiang Mai. Thailand. Bitches. Anyway, guys, I waited a couple months to post this. And today, if you're seeing this, John's course is open. So right when I did the interview, that was right before Corona hit. Then Corona hit, and he has finished making the course. So, uh, yeah, if you've been following me during uh, the past recent time, I've been doing more Amazon videos talking about FBA, FBA, working on my new FBA course and program called 90 Day FBA, where you launch an FBA program. It's like a 90 Day Accelerator where you launch your Amazon product in 90 days. So if you haven't signed up for that, I think – Facebook ads to drop shipping is the next best way to make good money online, as you have heard in this interview. Uh, so I'll leave it uh, just up to John here. I'll go ahead and play his uh, course launch uh, explainer video that he just came out with. Hey guys, John from VRMECOM here. I'm extremely proud and excited to release Project Virum Ecom Foundations. This is the ultimate e-commerce course that will walk you through everything from start to finish. First, I'm going to walk you through product research, showing you exactly what to look for when it comes to a successful product. Second, I'll show you how to create a beautiful looking store, write product copy that actually sells, and then design professional product images. Third, I'll explain the fundamentals of Facebook ads so that you have a deep understanding of how Facebook actually works. Fifth, my partner Richard will teach you how to hire and create efficient teams so that you can automate almost every aspect of your business. And finally, as an added bonus, my partner Richard will also teach you his influencer marketing strategy that has allowed him to scale multiple seven-figure stores. By the end of this course, you'll have everything you need to become successful at dropshipping. Now, I know that $99 can be quite a lot of money for some of you guys out there, and I definitely don't recommend you to purchase a course if you're hesitant about dropshipping. All the information you need to succeed is out there for free if you look hard enough. We have a spectacular Facebook group of over 30,000 active members who discuss strategies and ideas every day, as well as a YouTube channel with free videos on almost every topic you might need to start off as a beginner. Now these two resources alone should be more than plenty to get you started without needing a course. Now with that said, if you value your time like we do, then the course is essentially a shortcut to your success. We've taken everything we've learned over the past three years and compiled it into this easy to follow step-by-step course to fast track your progress to success. 
Not only that, but you'll be getting access into a private Facebook group with dedicated entrepreneurs who are actually serious about their business. And to top it off, we'll be hosting live Q&A calls from time to time to answer any questions you might have about the course as well as your dropshipping journey. Now before I end this little video, I want to give a huge thanks to our team because without our team, none of this would have been possible. Writing over 150 pages plus of script and editing over 300 plus hours is no easy task. It would have been impossible for me to do this alone. So I want to give a huge thanks to Richard Yancey, my partner and good friend who set up the infrastructure and teams required to scale out our operations. I want to give a huge thanks to Mark Dobrenko, one of my best friends who I met in college that has helped me with almost every aspect of e-commerce and has done an amazing job as a partner at Theorem. And I literally want to kiss this man Dennis Liu for being so fucking sexy and doing an amazing job at- Uh, anyway, so yeah, like he said in our interview, it's only 99 bucks. Uh, you know, we were partying, going out in Chiang Mai. He's like, yeah, I just want everyone, no matter where they live, in the world, no matter what situation they're in, to be able to get this. And I think it's the honestly the best course out there. So it's uh, it's gonna work at only ninety nine bucks because people are gonna refer their friends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And honestly, I'm looking at this this um, influencer marketing section right here. I want this for my Amazon products. I want to know what this that guy has been able to do because influencer marketing is so tricky. So honestly, for me, it's worth the ninety nine bucks just to get it, uh, just for. Um, my Amazon FBA business. So anyway, yeah, course is open. You can click below to get that right now. I forgot to mention that honestly, there's never been a better time to get into e-commerce because of Corona thing that just hit. As everyone knows, online shopping numbers have just jumped way up. So there's never been a better time to start an e-commerce business. And honestly, I think this is the best way to get started if FBA is not for you. So there's literally no excuse. You got the time in your hands. Now is the time to get started. Honestly, don't wait. Fucking get his course and go. It's just do it. You're listening to the Living That Life Digital Nomad Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on iTunes if you're a boss. And check out the YouTube channel for dope travel videos. Let's get it.